the Lord. Hallelujah. That is why we have to continue putting our trust in Him and in nothing else. Hallelujah. Let's have a word of prayer. Our Father, we are grateful unto you for tonight. We have this time, O Lord, to hear the teaching of the word. Father, my prayer tonight is that indeed you will grant the utterance and speak to us from your holy word and what we need to hear and for us to grow by in you. We are grateful unto you for tonight. Give us the hearts, O Lord, even to receive of your word, even as you speak to us. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Tonight we are sharing on the topic, growing in boldness in the Lord. Growing in boldness in the Lord. I believe we have every reason, or should I say it is required of us, to be bold in the Lord. Because it's a relationship with the Lord. It's an association with the Lord. And when we look at what he has given to us, and what we have, we can only be bold and nothing else. Hallelujah. Because in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 7, what we are told is that he has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and sound mind. That is what has been given to us. And in terms of power to do his work, he says he has given us the power so that we can go out there and to be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and to the uttermost parts of the world. And even as we have sung tonight, the administration that we had, right from the worship time, we're talking about Jesus Christ, whose name alone is exalted. There is no name above this name. And if we are going out there to speak on this name, then in boldness. We can only go in boldness. Because the person that we are talking about and the power that he carries is such that we cannot go as people who have no power but can only go in boldness. And indeed in Matthew 10, 33, we are told that if we deny him before men, he will also deny us before his Father in heaven. So for me, looking at all of these, we have no choice but to be bold in our walk with the Lord. Hallelujah. And tonight the emphasis is growing in boldness in the Lord. And nowhere else. Growing in boldness in the Lord. The issue is not how long I have been in the church. Or for how long I have been a Christian. But for how long we have grown in the Lord? When you take the early apostles, there were times that even prayer was an issue. When Christ asked them to pray with him, they could not even stand. There were times that they did not even understand the word. They could not do it. 
But when the power came upon them, it was a different story. Because they have grown in faith. They have grown in prayer. They have grown in righteousness. They have grown in their own salvation. And that marked a turning point. So as we are talking about we growing and walking in boldness in the Lord, it's about the extent to which you and I have grown in the Lord. And it is only when we have grown in the Lord that we can have that boldness. It's because if there is no growth, and it is only because I have come to church and I have gone, come and gone, there can be no boldness. So tonight, even as we share on this topic, my desire for you and I is that we will grow in the Lord. And as we grow in the Lord, then we can exercise that boldness. Hallelujah. So, in Acts chapter 2, when the apostles have seen some growth after our Lord has ascended onto the high, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit, it was a different situation. In Acts chapter 2, verse 4, and they and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. As they were filled, it was a different situation. So the key issue is the extent to which you and I have grown and especially filled with the power of God and with the Holy Spirit. Because when they were filled with the Holy Ghost, they said they began to speak with other tongues. And when the Spirit is given utterance, there is no limit. It comes with power. So you can only exercise that boldness. But before we come back to Acts chapter 2, let's, Acts chapter, let's look at Acts chapter 4, where we'll take verse 1 to 4. As chapter 4, it says, And as they spake unto the people, the priests, the captain of the temple, the Sadducees came upon them. And being grieved that they taught the people and preached through the resurrection from the dead, they laid hands on them and put them in hold unto the next day, for it was now even tide. And how be it many of them which had the word believed. Brethren, the person that we are talking about and the message that he carries is not a small one. So as we can see in Acts chapter 4, verse 2, it says, Being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. Preaching Jesus Christ. People have become grieved. People are worried. Because Christ is being taught. You ask yourself. If somebody is preaching about Christ. Should people be grieved? Should people be worried? If we are preaching about Christ. But that is the world for us. 
That is the word for us. This message of the gospel is so powerful that maybe you and I, we don't know what we carry. But the forces of the world knows what this gospel is all about. That is why in the same as chapter 4, verse 25, we are told that the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things. And verse 26, and the kings of the earth, they stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord, against his Christ. And verse 27, for of a truth against the holy child Jesus. Brethren, if kings will stand up, if the heathen will rage, then you begin to ask yourself, why should they stand up when we are only preaching our message? And that is where we need to get understanding because it is not an ordinary message. It is not a simple message. It is not an ordinary message. And therefore, if we carry this message, we need to carry it with boldness. Today, the world is up in arms. They say they don't even want us to mention the name Jesus Christ. It didn't start in 1990. It didn't start in the year 2000. Scripture records in Acts chapter 4 that the hidden rage. Kings stood up. So if today we are being told not to preach Christ, it didn't start today. It did not start today. That is why you and I should know the contest and what is ahead of us and be ready for it. And we have to be ready for it because it is not a simple message. The 12 people turn the world upside down. So today, if you and I are more than 12 and we carry this message, do you know what will happen to the world? That is why we need to speak in boldness because of what we carry. And today, even as we speak, we may be talking about the elections coming up in the U.S., it is not about maybe Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump. They are just the people who have been put in front. But the real people to decide as to who should even stand or who should even emerge as the president of the U.S. is not determined by the Americans themselves. And let's not forget that U.S. is the biggest economy and has the biggest person. So if the world powers can control who that person is, then the wicked will know where they will take their power from. So what we have is our Christ. And they don't want us to mention that Jesus Christ. They don't want us to mention that Jesus But I'm saying that we carry power. We carry power. Because we carry a name. That that name the world, they say the heathen rage when we mention that name. Kings stand up when we mention that name. And when you carry such a message, you must carry it with all boldness. That is why we need to carry this message with all the boldness and we need to grow in the Lord. As we grow in the Lord and we know what is ahead of us, then we know that when we are speaking, when we open our mouths, we know that we carry a message. 
Maybe for far too long, we have underestimated what we carry. And we don't know who we are. But tonight, I believe the Lord is opening our eyes. That when we speak, kings will stand up. When we speak, kings will stand up. And indeed they stand up. In this own church, there are times that when people have come for weddings and funerals. And Orosofu has preached. The same very politicians go to him. And say, we haven't heard this message. But, you see, but for far too long, we don't preach it. Because we don't know what we carry. But tonight, I'm challenging you and I. That what we carry is powerful. What we carry is powerful. And we shouldn't think that we are nobodies. Because we carry a message. We carry the gospel. And this gospel that we carry is the message that when we speak it, the world shakes. But I think that we have underestimated our power for far too long. I don't know what the situation is it's on campus now, but when we were students, the Krefe people didn't make the gospel exciting. I must be honest. I didn't see the power in it. I didn't see the power in it. I'm talking about a period maybe 76 to 81. I don't know about now. I didn't see the power in the gospel. They made it look as if these are feeble people. Who is like Yempe and Wansen. But the gospel is not about Yempe and Wansen. It's about the power. The gospel is about power. The gospel is powerful. And I'm saying the few times that even people have been here and they have heard the truth, they've been shaking. They have been shaking. Again, I can give the example of brother Billy Akeni. He is called a brother. But in some meetings that I have been to, people with titles, the way he carried the message of the gospel to them, made them stand up. He's only called a brother. He's not even called a reverend minister. He's not called a bishop. He's not called an abbot. But the message of the righteousness and the Jesus that he carries, when he speaks, kings of kings stand up. Judges stand up. Governors stand up. That is what you and I have. And I'm saying that is what you and I have. We carry a powerful message. We carry a powerful message. And we cannot carry this message and say that we don't want to be bold. I mean, I don't know the military people here. If you carry your firearms, I don't think these firearms are left in the hands of people who are weak. Hallelujah. I know the military people, they know what they carry. It's for men who want to be at the battlefront. And that is what you and I carry. So growing in boldness in the Lord, 
And I'm saying because of what we carry, because of what you and I carry, we have to be bold. We have to be bold. The heathen may rage, but what I know is that in Revelation chapter 6, they themselves will run away. A day is coming. Revelation chapter 6. Verse 15 to 17. The same kings who are standing up or they stood up some time past. Revelation chapter 6, 15 to 17 says, And the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bondman, and every free man, hid themselves in the dens, and in the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountains, now the kings will speak to the mountains, and said to the mountains and the rocks, fall on us, and hide us from the face of him that seated on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come. And who shall be able to stand? Brethren, that is what we carry. So we are not worried about the kings who will stand up. All we need to do is to declare the truth. What we need to do is to tell the truth. You see, we should not be like when we see big people around us, then we want to tell a certain message to suit them. Otherwise, where would they hear the truth? When, we, when they come into our presence, it is time for us to be bold about the gospel that we have. It is not the time to say things that are nice. Because what we carry demands that we speak the truth. Hallelujah. Because it's about Christ. It's about Christ in the same as chapter 4. If we don't know who Christ is, Acts chapter 4, verse 10. He says, Be it known unto you all. And that is Peter. Filled with the Holy Ghost. He said, Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, he was telling them, the man that you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. He is the only one that God has raised from the dead. Even by him that this man stand here before you hold. This is the stone which you set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there, neither is there salvation in any other name, for there is no other name under the heaven given among men, whereby we might be saved. And as we have sung, Jesus, you are Jesus. The King of Kings. The name is higher than any other name. So the world may say there is the most powerful person who is the president of the U.S. But what we know is that there is no other name. So when we preach this no other name, the world will stand up and say, who are these people? 
But you and I know that there is no other name. So verse 13 says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter, when we know the person we are talking about, you can only be bold. So when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and took knowledge of him that they have been with Jesus. It is not the issue of whether you are learned or not. But if you carry the message of Jesus Christ, and I'm saying you and I, we have heard, we have read, we've been taught, and we know who Jesus is. Let's declare this name. And let's declare to for boldness. Because there is no other name. The world may say the most powerful person. And they may come in a ranking order followed by the U.S. The, uh, Putin. But what we know, and as we have read in Revelations, a day is coming. These kings will speak to rocks that the rocks should fall on them. Growing in boldness in the Lord. That is what we are talking about. We are talking about growing in boldness in the Lord. And we know what we carry. We know what we carry. And it is a powerful message that we carry. And when you go to the same Acts, Peter even talks about them. And you know, because in Acts chapter 3, verse 19, when we are confronted and as we handle this message, we have a very difficult assignment of telling people in their face that they have to repent. And when we are telling people in their face that they should repent, you must be bold. So in Acts chapter 3, verse 19, Peter spoke to them and said, Repent ye therefore. And when you are saying repent, you speak it to full boldness. So he said, Repent. So when we come into contact, when we have shared the gospel, we have to tell the people the truth. And the truth is that we have to tell people to repent. So he says, Acts 3.19, Repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. That is what we carry. It's also a message of repentance. And you need to be able to carry that boldness and to tell people in the face that brother or sister, what you are doing, it is not right. And you must stop. And telling somebody to stop from something, it is not an easy assignment. You must gather all the boldness that the Lord will give to you. And look at that person in the face and say that, brother, repent. Hallelujah. And you don't do that when you are weak. You don't do that when there is no power in you. You do that with all boldness. And you know, when you carry this power, you are a different person. Because in John chapter 18, verse 16 to 18, this same Peter 
In John 18, verse 16, this same Peter who now speaking in boldness, once upon a time, we are told that, but Peter stood at the door without. This same Peter. In verse 16, we say, but Peter stood at the door without. And then when we come to the last part of verse 18, it says, and the servants and the officers stood there, who made a fire of coals, for it was cold, and they warmed themselves. And Peter stood with them and warmed himself. That was when the power had not come, and he had not grown. But in us, when the power had come, and he was filled with the Holy Ghost, we are told in us, chapter 2, verse 14, that Peter, standing with the eleven, the man who at one point was sitting on the fringes and was standing at the door. In Acts chapter 2, verse 14, he said, But this Peter, now standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice. Now the boldness has come. Hallelujah. So I'm challenging you and I tonight that what we carry can only be said with all boldness. Because the message that we carry cannot be carried lightly. We must do it with all boldness. Because God has given to us this message. So that when we speak this message, we need to tell the truth. We need to speak the truth and speak it with all boldness. And the apostles have showed us the way. They spoke with all boldness and declared the truth with all boldness. And said, This is Jesus Christ. And they told them in the face, This Jesus Christ that you crucified today, God has raised him. We are talking about somebody whom the world crucified, but our God raised him. And we are not talking about an ordinary person. Today, when you look at young men and women from the capitals of Europe who have been recruited for the ISIS, what they've been told is that as they kill, they will go to heaven. And they will have virgins. Even they, they are doing it with all boldness. Even them. Even them who don't have the truth. Who are living on falsehood. Have left their parents. And have traveled to the battlefront. To fight. We are not even to go to the battlefront. But just to declare the truth. To people that we meet. And are we saying we cannot do it? Are we saying we cannot declare it before the boldness? I believe we cannot fail our Lord Jesus Christ. We cannot fail our Lord Jesus Christ. Brethren, let's accept the challenge and declare the truth with all boldness. Because we have a message. And the message is the truth. 
And then Philippians chapter 2 verse 20. Paul gives a reason why he should even say that. I think it's Philippians chapter. So, chapter 1, verse 20, rather. Philippians chapter 1, verse 20. Paul says, according to my endless expectation and my hope that nothing shall I be ashamed, but that with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. And there's a reason. He says, according to my earnest expectation. What is your expectation? What is my expectation? For we know that the day is coming. When sin, death, and decay that has overcome this world will disappear. And we shall see and we shall be free from sin. And we know the hope that our Lord has given to us. So Paul is saying, according to my endless expectation, given what he suspected, given what is before him, and where his hope is, Paul is saying that, that in nothing will I be ashamed, but with all boldness, as also, so now also shall Christ be magnified in me. In fact, the preceding verses, he talks about preaching of the Christ that we know. How some have preached him out of envy. Some have preached him out of love. But for him, because of what he's expecting, and because of the hope that he has, in all boldness, Christ must be magnified in his body. And I'm saying others are fighting because of virgins. But you and I are going to fight because of the hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Even if with that, people can leave their parents, sit in aeroplanes, and go and fight and die. But Paul is telling us the truth. There is that endless expectation. And that expectation is the truth. That Christ is coming again. That we are patiently waiting for him. This afternoon when we prayed. We were reminded. That the love of God. Must be in our heart. You know when the love of God is in our heart. And we are patiently waiting for his coming. And we have this endless expectation. We declare Christ with all the boldness. But if the love is not there, how would you even talk about him? Some are even ashamed. Because we even love the world more than the gospel. But if the love of God is in our hearts, and we know what we are expecting, and we are sure of our hope, with all the boldness, we will declare the gospel.
and we shall not be ashamed. We shall not be ashamed. Because we know that what we are declaring is the truth. And we know that it shall come to pass. And we know that Christ is coming again. And it's not about virgin because we know there is no marriage in heaven anyway. As far as I'm yet, there is no scripture. There is no marriage. The virgins are here on earth. And the marriages are here on earth. If you want to look for one, better look for one here on earth. <laughs> Why should you declare the gospel with all boldness? And I'm saying, let's make the gospel exciting. Let's make the gospel exciting. Because we have a message. We, you and I have a message. And that message is the truth. Nobody can take that message from us. It's for us to go out there and declare in all boldness. Afroa, God has given us that spirit, that boldness to declare that message. Hallelujah. And in our own life application, Daniel showed us the example. When he was even confronted with food, if indeed we say we are of the Lord, even in matters of food, let's declare where we stand. So Daniel said, I will purpose in my heart that even food, I will not defile myself. Some of us even compromise on other things. Oh, and yes, But in, let's look at Daniel chapter 1, verse 8, which I'm sure we are familiar with. He says, but Daniel purpose in his heart that he will not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat. And look at the word defile. And let's go to the Revelations 22 verse 17. That day that Osofu reminded us of that scripture. Revelations 22 verse 17. Revelations 21 verse 27. He says, no, sorry, Revelations 21 27. And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that what defileth. So don't think that it's even just food. Anything. If you defile yourself with anything, that is the consequence. And but Daniel said, even in matters of food, I will not defile myself. So you and I, in any other matters, if we say indeed we have grown in the Lord, even what would defile us? We need to be careful about that. Hallelujah. So Daniel will not defile himself. Because we know what is ahead of us. And how can we do this and grow in the Lord? And remember, we are not growing. We are not talking about how long one has been in the church. Or how long one has been a Christian. But whether we have grown in the Lord. Because if you've been in the church for so long, 
but you have not grown in the Lord, you are not likely to have that boldness to speak. Because the word is even not in you. The Holy Spirit probably is not even in you. So this tonight, we want to challenge ourselves that to grow in boldness in the Lord, we are saying that we ourselves, there are a few things we need to look at. First, we need to purge ourselves of the things that will not make us grow. Our very lives. We need to purge ourselves and allow ourselves to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because it was when Peter and Cole were filled with the Holy Spirit that Peter began to speak in boldness. So you and I, we need to purge ourselves of the things that do not matter. And now allow Christ, God, to fill us with that boldness. And when we have it, as we are filled with the Holy Spirit, and our very lives are blameless, and without rebuke, when we come out to speak, we know what we are standing on. Secondly, we need to be speaking the language of the Lord and the words. What we have heard, what we have been taught, let's speak it. Because that is the truth. And tell it, do not be ashamed of Jesus Christ. Because there is no fear. So in Acts 4.13, because we have been with him, let's show that indeed we have been with Jesus Christ. That boldness is coming because these are people who have been with Jesus Christ. So what shows on us that we have been with Jesus Christ? The language that we will speak. Our very actions. In fact, people should not struggle to know that we have been with the Lord. But as we speak, our actions will show that indeed these are people who have been with the Lord. And in Acts chapter 4, Verse 23, Paul asks, Peter said, pray for boldness for us. Pray for boldness for us. So in Acts chapter 4, verse 31, it says, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken, where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spoke the word with boldness. Brother, tonight we are talking about growing in boldness in the Lord. Without the Word, without the Holy Spirit, without we going out there to exercise this boldness, without the growth in the Lord, we'll not be able to speak as boldly as Peter and Co. did. But tonight we are challenging ourselves. When the boldness comes and we speak, even in our own life applications, when we speak, people will know that we have something. We carry something. We carry that power. And when we speak with that boldness, kings will stand up for us. Because there is a truth that we carry. Tonight, that is a challenge for you and I. And I believe we accept this challenge. 
And even as they sang and the worship sang tonight, that there is no name higher than that name. Jesus is Jesus. He is the message. He is the one that we carry. Maybe even as the ambassadors or whoever is here helps us to sing this message. Jesus, you are Jesus. Let's stand up and begin to worship even as we speak and pray concerning our boldness because we are speaking about Jesus Christ. Jesus, you are Jesus. There is no other name. There is nothing like the most powerful person on this earth. There is nothing like that but Jesus Christ. Shall we please be on our feet? Jesus, indeed you are Jesus. Jesus, you are Jesus. King of kings, Lord of lords. You are Jesus, Jesus, you are Jesus, King of kings, Lord of lords, I worship you, oh Jesus,
Oh, that he will grant us that boldness, O Lord. Father, we're calling on you tonight. For you are the King of kings and you have given us the message. Oh, you have given us your word. For all the message is about you, whom the world crucified, but whom God raised. He's the one we are talking about tonight. He's the one who has given us the message to go and speak out. He is the one that we need to declare this boldly without fear or favor. Because we are declaring the message of Jesus Christ. Father, tonight we come to you, greet us the strength. Father, that we may declare this word in all boldness. That we may declare this word oh, in all boldness without fear or favor. If we have to tell people to repent, we have to tell people to repent. Because that is what you have given us, the message that you have given unto us, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, you are Jesus, Jesus, indeed you are Jesus. And Father, you have given us your message. There is no other message but Jesus Christ, the message that you have given unto us. And tonight we are saying that, Father, give us that grace, O Lord. Father, give us that strength, O Lord. Oh, to declare this message with all the boldness that it deserves. It is the message that we have to carry with all the boldness. Because the message full of power, message full of power, Father, tonight we have a granted, O Lord, give us that strength, O Lord, to speak, to speak before boldness. And also, Father, help us even to grow in boldness, that we might be filled with the Holy Spirit, that we shall be filled with the Holy Ghost. O oh, pages of all unrighteousness, pages of all unholiness, fill us with your Spirit, fill us with your Spirit, so we can declare with boldness the word that you have given unto us. Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you and we give you all the praise and we give you all the honor. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That with all boldness we may declare the word of God. Amen. Amen. I want to